following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Congratulations to the world's the 2023 World Series champions, Texas Rangers, for winning their first World Series. And first time I lived in an area where there was a championship parade. Oh wow. Congratulations, Andrew. Yeah. I don't know what that feels like coming from Western New York and being the closest city (laughs) (laughs) to me is Buffalo, but they never won anything. Uh, so there you go. Let's keep it that way. Uh, but today, because of the World Series, probably should have talked about it last month, but whatever, the World Series is over. We want to talk about one of the most interesting World Series in the history of baseball. You might be like thinking, if you didn't read the title, they're going to talk about the 1994 World Series that never happened. No, that is a story for a whole nother day. This is a day where, let's say, the game was smaller than what was going on around it. And it is. Yeah, let's just talk about the last previous two games that have happened here. Oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? I think we're having an earthquake. That's that's that is just one of the wildest baseball broadcasts you could probably ever see is we're talking about the 1989 World Series earthquake. The battle in the bay. Yeah, so that's that's the setup here. Is this is the World Series, nineteen eighty nine, and yeah. oddly enough, you had two teams that were Bay Area teams that were actually in the World Series. So I would think this would be on the same level of like like the Subway Series, something like that, right? Just teams that are really close to each other. Yeah, because I don't think there's been anything like this since. Uh the Giants or the Dodgers left New York. So, cause that was like the big thing for years. It was always, I feel like it was always looking back at the fifties and I think, yeah, looking more into the fifties was like the Dodgers of the Yankees Dodgers. I don't know how many times, but it feels like that's been beaten into my brain. The Giants got in there too, with the shot hurt around the world and everything else. But this is, this is huge. Uh, The A's, coming off of a massive loss in the 1988 World Series, thanks to Kurt Gibson's bat. Uh, I was a big A's fan at this point because I loved the Bash Brothers, uh, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, Dave Stewart, Bob Welch. I don't even got to look at a lineup. Carney Langsford, uh, Terry Steinbeck, Mike Gallego, uh, just so many great players on the team. I think Dave Parker and Dave Henderson were both on this team as well because they're just awesome. And then you got the Giants, who haven't been in the World Series in years, led by young Will Clark. So that is the other interesting aspect. So both teams are looking to get first World Series championships in years. And if you live in the Bay Area, this is going to be an exciting time, right? 
I think it's also what made it exciting too is because like uh San Francisco's very snooty as what they come off as a lot of people noted in uh the doc documentary that it's very yeah. so it's like a richer area like more yeah. money is here and Oakland is more of a working like class. every man working working class type area that's sort of the distinction though i would guarantee you both of those places are probably pretty expensive to live in now yeah and i don't think i want to live in either one but that's neither here and there and oakland might be losing this baseball team so well they did lose i mean i know i know the warriors take a drink if you uh have a game where johnny talks about basketball and you gotta take a drink uh but you know the warriors originally like just recently their their arena was technically in oakland yeah, and then they when they built the new one, it's it's not anymore, and it was a big deal, you know. Uh, but that's that the the incredible thing about this game, and we'll get more into it as we talk about this game. It's game three, mm-hmm. and what's way what like just the timing and everything for this is pretty incredible, and in a way, a lot of people credit this game to actually. Kind, I mean, it was a terrible disaster, but it could have been way much worse. And maybe, just maybe, this game happening when it was happening, and all these people who would have normally been out driving because it's during rush hour and all this stuff would have been out driving and such, it could have been way worse. And maybe this baseball game sort of kind of helped curb that a little bit. Uh, but we'll get into it. Before we get into that, uh, I just want to kind of quickly talk about uh, earthquakes in this area. The deadliest earthquake ever in the United States was in 1906 in San Francisco. Uh, thousands of people lost their lives. The, like I think it's one of the things I saw was like 80% of the city was destroyed. It was horrendous. It was like an eight-point-something earthquake. It was devastating. And uh, it took forever for the area to recover from that. And this is the next uh, biggest one that they had experienced in a long time. Uh, you know, if you live over there, this is on some of the docs you can watch on YouTube. A lot of people will make jokes about, um, you know, like one of the guys said they have people, fans from Arizona coming in to watch the game. Yeah. And they were joking and they were saying, Hey, we're kind of scared about earthquakes and stuff. And the, and the guy was like, Oh, we don't have that. Like we, if we have those, it's no big deal. You know? And I guarantee we won't have those right now, that type of thing. And of course, you know, that's, we all know yeah. what happens. But this earthquake happens uh, in 1989, and it's it's fairly devastating. The we'll get into the baseball aspect of it soon, but like around 60 or so people lost their lives. A lot of people are injured and hurt. There's fires everywhere. Uh, the city is literally burning. And one of the more devastating things is one of the main roads there is like a bridge that is sort of um. A double decker bridge is is how it's, I would describe it. Yeah, it's the Bay Bridge. Yeah, basically it's like it's a bridge with a bridge underneath it, sort of in a way. Think of like a parking deck, but it's a bridge, and it collapses, and that's like one of the most devastating parts of it. Like you can see just videos of like a, a semi truck being smashed underneath it, right? Just for example, and I couldn't even imagine the horror of, of that. Of, of just being in that if you're there i mean what are you going to do you're kind of screwed yeah in that situation i i don't know i couldn't even imagine uh, but 
this is a pretty devastating earthquake. The area is is reeling from this, uh, and it caused billions of dollars of damage in 1989. Yeah, I, what five billion I saw. Yeah, something like that. Is is an astronomical number. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, I can't stress this enough. It actually could have been way worse. Uh, they they. I mean, it's hard to say that when people have lost their lives and. The, but it could have been just way worse. So, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's devastating still, you know, the, the area still, I mean, this is that one of the things that I sent you was this, uh, ESPN did like, a four years ago, they did like a, um, oral history of the world series earthquake. And, uh, like, they're just still, still talking about how, like, just these memories come flooding in about this thing. But one of the, Interesting things to me, though, and we'll get into this too, is how it actually physically affected the stadium. Yeah, there, the actual stadium. But we'll get into that. So let's, uh, Andrew. How's this World Series shaping up before this earthquake? Well, before the earthquake, it's looking very good for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, game one was Saturday, October fourteenth, and they shut out the San Francisco Giants. Game two. Uh, and they shut them out five to nothing, and then game two, uh, uh, Giants got a run, but the A's beat them five to one. So game three, uh, we're both sports fans, you know, your team is down two zero. You don't want to go down three zero. So this was a very very pivotal game for the Giants. As a Charlotte Hornets fan, whenever we do in a miracle make the playoffs, we're almost always down two zero. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a, a that's a common occurrence for my fandom so i understand this like game three is incredibly pivotal you need that and to at least get some sort of momentum oh, yeah I'm sorry no you're not you're not talking out of school <laughs> ain't nothing i can say to say you're wrong <laughs> turn the knife on that one <laughs> i don't even know what the conference playoffs are I've never even heard of it oh i as a celtics fan i know what those are very much <laughs> yeah oh yeah you get there all the time <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's just it's uh, this is um, so the so the A's are up 2-0, basically and they're yeah. kind of dominating really yes and those first two games were in Oakland so now they're they're going back to Sanford they're going to San Francisco so they're going to San Francisco so you figure what's a better way to turn around a series but being in your home stadium home crowd everybody. It's going to be very energetic about things. And this was on October 17th was the was the game three. And then at about 4.05 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I do believe is what they were saying, uh, the earthquake hit. Yeah, the, the broadcast hadn't even been on, but like five minutes or something no. like that. The game itself hadn't even actually started. Uh, they were... Uh, if you want, you can actually watch the broadcast of this. It's on YouTube and it's not that long because <laughs> they're not even like, they're literally talking about the previous two games. They're showing highlights of the previous two games, talking about how the A's have basically done everything right so far. And then all of a sudden the feed starts flickering and it, it kind of goes in and out and then it goes out and you just hear, I don't remember whose voice it was saying, I, I think we're having an earthquake. Oh, is uh. It was Al Michaels because he goes. Oh yeah, you yeah, know yeah. if I'm on air, 
Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know if I'm on air or doing this or doing that. And all so could you were you watching this game, Andrew? Because you said you're an ace fan as a kid, right? Not. Uh let's see. So that would have been about eight o'clock in 1989. I yeah. not I was not watching this. I remember the 88 World Series. Because this is the second of three straight World Series that the A's made. So I remember the 88 World Series and the Kirk Gibson home run. Because we were at my mom, we were at a like a one of my mom's friends' house, and her husband had the game on, and I wanted to watch Tron, but he was like, "We're gonna watch this," you know, adult yeah. gotta watch Tron. Uh, <laughs> well, in fairness, Tron's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I remember this one, and I remember the '90s World Series where they lost to the Reds, but the one World Series that they actually won in this time span, I don't really remember at all. And it's, and it's got probably one of the most uh, incredible things that happens in the middle I of it. I have <laughs> no idea. I have seen some horrible things throughout my sports watching history, um, you know, injury-wise, yeah. of that nature, and I don't remember this one at all. I don't know why. I guarantee you, if you had seen this, you would definitely remembered it. This is a, I mean, I can only imagine if you're sitting down to watch this World Series baseball game, then all of a sudden this is just happening. You're really confused. Yeah. I've, because as, so, because once again, I kind of have, it's not funny. It's kind of, it's not, but uh, so during 9 11, that was like my first September. Cause I was taking like a semester off before I went to college. So that was like my first September. I didn't have to go to school. Yeah. And I remember I had to get up and go to work, but I woke up late. And if I turned my TV in my room, I could see it from the bathroom while I got ready. And this is kind of like one of those confusing things is like, I'm still worrying about getting ready, getting ready, getting ready, like trying to do this. Cause I'm still a teenager. So take, getting ready was a lot longer than just rolling out and actually just putting on pants. Yeah. And I remember going, damn it. I want to see some highlights. And I was like, I, I don't care about this plane. I want to see these highlights. And it wasn't until I got to work because cell phones weren't a huge, huge thing or anything like that. Or you couldn't just, yeah, they were just kind of getting started really. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got to work that somebody was like, Hey, did you see the news? And I was like, why do I care about the news? And then that's when they told me about 9 11. I mean, you told me that to, you told me that today when I said, Hey, this is fascinating. We're talking about an earthquake in Texas where you live. You yeah, had an I earthquake don't... today. There's this recording. And you're like, I don't watch the news. <laughs> I don't watch the. I, as a kid, I didn't care about the news. Yeah. As an adult, I don't watch the news because of my PTSD. Oh, I get it. I, yeah, I don't watch that, it because I don't want to be depressed. Yeah. Uh, if I want to be sad, I'll, you know, I'll just <laughs> just look at uh, and talk to people who I know don't like me and they can just tell me all the things they don't like. And then I'll just be sad that way. Uh, but <laughs> so, but it, it's it's pretty it's pretty. I was trying to think back of other sporting events that sort of happened as another major event was happening. Like the there's a 30 for 30 about the OJ 
uh, Bronco chase that was kind of happening during yeah. a, a NBA final or a playoff game. Um, uh, there's there's got to be some other ones where something was happening that sort of eclipsed the the actual sporting event like that. Oh, I was going to mention one, but that's a that's a sporting thing on top of a sporting thing. I was going to say the John Elway trade was mentioned during an NBA playoff game, uh, but that's uh, trying to think what else. I mean, the biggest one I can think of is uh, a, a, Probably. a guy who would go on to be a major MVP, one of the best players in the league, uh, was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh... Yeah, probably the OJ thing, because I remember that was like, it sounds stupid because it's not even equivalent to this. Right. But it was like major news. It was, it was, it was... major news and especially Western New York. Oh, yeah, because he was a bill, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember everybody was majorly invested in, in OJ. Well, I'm in North Carolina. I can tell you this. They were rolling out. Um, during the trial and stuff, and I was in elementary school, but I remember, or was it middle school? I don't know. No, you, one or the other. Come on, you had to be. I was like in seventh grade, so you had to. Be, had to be in middle school then. Yeah, uh, but I have a very distinct memory of them rolling out TVs during the cap when we was eating lunch in cafeteria, so we could watch it. <laughs> so, oh, see, we all had to be quiet during class, like they postponed class, and we there we go. We listened to it on the radio. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. some. <laughs> tell me, that's old school. Old that's old school. Me. It was on the radio because I think the local sports channel WGR would like broadcast the trial periodically. Yeah, yeah. But that was probably there's about to be others we're just not thinking of. Wasn't there big like during the Munich Olympics? There had to be right. The, like that the, was during the Olympics, like right? The, ho- the hostage. Oh, I mean the Olympic bombing in Atlanta. The Olymp- I mean, there I remember go. that. I remember. I remember that too because I remember even being. See, I'm so. Stuck. On I remember the like the manhunt for that guy. Yeah, uh because I remember being mad because the Olympics were on and I couldn't watch Conan. I was on a Conan kick there for yeah. quite some time. Uh, kind of think what else was going on. I got hey, Conan had some of the best uh, things like when Triumph would when he went to the premiere of the Star Wars uh, movie. That's still one of my favorite bits ever. But uh yeah, it, this is, is the point. Is this is pretty incredible. They're trying to have this game three. They're trying to start it. Uh, they're they're literally just getting into uh, maybe what the you know how the A's have been dominating this, showing highlights and such. And then it just the feed just cuts out. It's pretty incredible to watch in real time, uh, and you can find it on YouTube. Like I said, it's really easy yeah. to find. It's just very interesting too because I was thinking while watching this was. I'm shocked they didn't move the World Series somewhere else. And then I guess at some point the commission the commissioner, Faye Vincent, did put a couple of stadiums on standby. Uh Wrigley Field, Comiskey Park, both in Chicago, the Kingdome in Seattle, uh, the Astrodome in Houston, Yankee Stadium, and Shea Stadium in New York. So yeah, but if you th- but if you think about this, there's a lot of things that have to be in the play to make this to really sort of, I mean, there's a lot of, I think miracles were to get thrown around too easily, but, uh, you know, like, like I kind of said before, this is kind of happening right as rush hour would have been. Yeah, this is a two Bay area teams. So it's full of people from the Bay area and this stadium was packed, uh, all there to see these two teams, uh, 
which means less people on the road on top of that. So more people are in this stadium. The stadium does take damage, but it's like, but if you're just there in a stadium, you have no idea how bad it is outside of there. Yeah, because it was very interesting when they like that you mentioned the stadium that how they made it where it's like a concrete reinforced type stadium. So it's like a metal I beam with the concrete inside, and it's put together in eight sections. Yes, and then uh, each so and they were mentioning that when I have it in my notes when I was made. So it was Candlestick Park, and it was made in 1958. And there hasn't been much of a earthquake or anything like that in San Francisco for quite some time since when 1908, 1906 was the last. 1906. Okay. So they thought about it, but it was always like one of those things. It could happen, but we're not going to worry about it. But then in 1983, they did like a inspection on the stadium and they found out that a lot of, there was a lot of cracks and everything else that were forming and when this happened, they just finished those repairs and they were talking to the contractor that did it, it was Chris Berman. And he was like, oh, yeah, we were actually ahead of schedule to finish this. And Chris Berman did make the joke. Goes, wow, that must be the first time in contracting in construction. <laughs> it's, <history." laughs> it's not something you hear very often when no. it comes to that. So thank God, because that would have dropped. There was like a little like bowl around there. Like, yeah. That would have dropped that down. That would have probably fell into the upper deck and what what more would have happened. Yeah, and there's two oh, levels wow. too. Like the top level could have collapsed onto yeah. the bottom level and that would have been a major horrifying event. Uh, it, it's, it's just like there's just so many little things that are happening here. Like the only real damage that they kind of show is where these, where the stadium segments are. They did kind of come apart a little bit, so you can see yeah. cracks that way. And I think some of the chairs had cracks in them, stuff like that. One of the stories that I heard though was one of the guys. I think he was a baseball player, one of the baseball players. I don't remember his name, but it was like a quick two second thing. Uh, he had had a friend come to see the game, sitting in a seat, and his claim was his buddy went up to go get a hot dog or something. And when he came back, and that was when the earthquake hit. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, like a boulder had fell where he was sitting or something like that. And I'm like, I don't. I don't think that's there's yeah, no where would that boulder have come from? <laughs> yeah, because they didn't show like if you looked outside of the stadium, there wasn't like it when they showed like the aerial view, there wasn't anything crazy, like right crazy damage, like nothing was falling down or anything. It like wasn't that. until like you kind of get to that bridge we were talking about, and then mm-hmm. the fires kind of start happening. That's yes. when it, when it gets really bad. Yes. Yeah, but they did end up. Uh, it was the. Commander, Commander Nelson, Isaiah Nelson, who they say really took control of the situation, started the stadium, getting people out, uh, walked up to the commissioner and said, you need to cancel this game. (laughs) We have no power in the stadium. And he was like, well, guess what? The game is the game is postponed, which is huge, because once again, I believe this is the first time. A World Series has been postponed. It's a major deal. Yeah. And at this point. Baseball, I still feel, is a big part of the American like lexicon of things. Yeah. Like World Series is it and everything else. Now, I don't think a lot of people care about the World Series, not as much as they care about. Unless you're like from the area. Yeah. Um, like 
the only reason and I'm being perfectly honest, the only reason I knew even knew who won the World Series this year is because I uh Luka Doncic was talking about it. Oh because uh, he had went to the game before and I think they lost that game, so he's like he made a joke that he wasn't gonna be this next one, so they would win, and guess what? They they won. <laughs> so, <laughs> like him and uh Dirk had gone to the game together, I think was the they did a thing. They did a thing though in Arlington because I believe they won it in Arizona. Yeah. So the the last two games that they were they played in Arizona, you paid ten dollars and you could get into the all the the Arlington ballpark. I don't know what it's called. Uh, Arlington ballpark, and you could watch the game on like the jumbotron. Oh, that's pretty neat though. Yeah. Uh, but that's pretty wild that you said Arizona because there is a connection to Arizona to this story that we're yes. telling now. I found that crazy because the. Because the Giants stayed, the A's went to Arizona to practice, which I find crazy because there is a thing where I'm kind of paraphrasing and got something out where Tony LaRusso, the A's manager, all a Hall of future Hall of Famer manager, said a game doesn't compare with life. Now, you could say he was probably insensitive because his community needed him. Like that community barrier community probably could have used those players to kind of uplift them. Uh, but maybe you want to get them away from that. I don't know what the flaw. I, I, I think I don't. I don't think catch. it doesn't matter where you go. I mean, those people are. I mean, their lives are there. Those players' lives are there. You know, they they have family there now. They have a their roots are sit down there in that area they got to be affected by it no matter what i mean it doesn't matter how far away you go uh but yeah the so the the a's actually go to arizona (laughs) and uh, that's that's just wild to me um but i mean what i don't know what i would do in that situation if i was there like it's just such a a weird i mean nobody goes into a world series like you're happy that you're in the world series that's such an incredible accomplishment, just making it to that game. Uh, and then this tragedy hits. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how anybody would be able to focus. One of the devastating stories that I heard about this was kind of on that barrier bridge where this they found a child in the backseat of a car. The two adults in the car were, were you could imagine, because it collapsed right on them three to five tons the guy was saying and the only way they could get the little boy out was they had to amputate his leg i I remember this yeah and the doctor said you know they rushed him into children's hospital they put him into surgery and everything else and then a guy comes in and says i think my son is here and it was and you know they brought him to that kid and he knew his name and everything else right away so that doctor was kind of relieved because he thought at that point that little boy, I mean, he probably did lose loved ones, but he thought he lost both of his parents right yeah. there. But he ended up, I don't know if he lost his mother and uncle or something like that or stuff. Yeah, either, yeah, either way, it's not but, It's not happy, but it could have been, again, could have been even worse. worse. But yeah, yeah, it was one that I, that I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy that. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the players do stick around, help the community out as best they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, even ESPN sort of helps the police out because they have generators and the police needed access to that. 
Uh, it's pretty wild watching that press conference that happens not too long after that because it's under candlelight. <laughs> yes, yes, I saw that. That was pretty interesting as well. Uh, another shout out goes to to help with things is the Goodyear blimp was in the air. And yeah, he had ten hours of fuel and he helped with coordinating emergency, you know, rescues and everything else. So shout out to the Goodyear blimp. It really sucks that it does take terrible events for humanity to come together sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but that is when you can't find some of the best of humanity is when stuff like that happens and just normal everyday people go out of their way to help. Uh, it's just uh, incredible. But yeah, and so they actually don't cancel the World Series. They just postpone it, mm-hmm. which means it keeps happening. They have more games, Andrew. So what happens uh, to the World Series? Uh, the A sweep them. Yes. Yeah. So game three comes along. Oakland beats the Giants 13 to seven. And it doesn't happen until game three doesn't happen. What? About 14 days, 13, 14 days later on October 27th. And then game three was October 28th. So these were all pretty much weekend games too. Uh, is... Oakland beats the Giants nine to six to secure their first World Series since the seventies. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they didn't even um, have champagne because they were they felt like really going over top celebrating would be a bit much. Yeah, with, with events that had happened, under very understandable. Yeah, uh, the Giants did not return to the playoffs after this until nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Oh, I did think of another event that happened. Well, Not that long ago. Uh, I have a very distinct memory of Rudy Gobert. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what? A, I know exactly what you're talking about. Joking around about having a certain a certain event that was happening to the world. Yes. And, and then guess what? He did have it. <laughs> and uh, the NBA had to like, hey, I guess we're just not going to have some NBA games for a while. Yeah. Very distinct memory of that. Yeah, I remember that press conference. <laughs> and he was like just touching all the microphones. <sighs> I kept thinking though, like he got a understandable and <laughs> valid a lot of criticism for that. But also I was thinking if it was me, uh I would just and I would probably think I didn't have it, so I would make yeah. jokes like that too. And then looking back at it, I'd be like, Oh man, I really screwed up. <laughs> so Looking back on this World Series on things is I know the A's. Well, I'm probably just saying this out of bias. Well, looking at rosters and everything, the A's were the stronger team. Yeah, going into this, uh, you know they got right now. You're looking at oh Tony Larusa is in the Hall of Fame, so that's great. But so out of these, there was three Hall of Famers that played in this game. Uh. Or one was the manager, Tony LaRussa, Denner Zuckersley, and Ricky Henderson, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, more so Mark McGuire could probably say, but that whole steroid thing. And the Giants have none, but Will Clark should be in the Hall of Fame. Can we get Will Clark in the Hall of Fame, people? Uh, I'm a big, big Will Clark fan as well. Yeah, I am too. I get it. Yeah. I'm on board for this. If if my friend Andrew wants this guy in, I want this guy in. I, he's, he's just... He's a good, steady, intense player. 
Yeah. He's a how do wrestling term? He's that's a, how I would that's how I would describe my uh sexual prowess. He's a he was, I'm good, steady, and intense. He was a good hand. Can we go Will Clark into the into the Hall of Fame? Uh but yeah, the A's were just way more dominant. Especially come, yeah, they I should have won the eighty eight World Series. They probably should have won the ninety, but once again. Well, got, unlike some teams that get there three times in a row, your team at least won one of them. Yeah. Uh, and like another team that you're an area you lived in. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine about that. They don't talk about it ever. Oh, my goodness. You don't bring up wide right or no goal. <laughs> There's still, I swear, you can drive around Buffalo and you will still see bumper stickers about the no goal with the Brett Hall thing. If you watch it, you're going to be like, oh, maybe that was a goal, but no, oh, can't say that in Buffalo. Cannot say that in Buffalo. It's always funny uh, whenever you're watching a game and you know people on both sides of the of the fandom there. Uh-huh. And it'll be, it'll be something that happens that kind of decides the game, a call that'll happen. And you'll see both sides be so one million percent sure that their their side's right about this and the other side's wrong. And the other side says the exact same thing, right? Like that's a that was a good call. You know, he really did do this. And the other side's like, that was a terrible call. That's why they cost this game. It's fixed. <laughs> oh, okay. It's all that so, stuff. This has been stewing in me. <laughs> all right, it's totally off topic, but this has been stewing in me. So there's been a lot of like blown calls, probably in the NFL. Yeah. And so, I'm in a lot of NFL groups for when the two point when I would share a lot of stuff through two point and everything else into these NFL groups. So I'm still part of it. So I still see this stuff on my newsfeed all the time on Facebook. And a lot of people are complaining about the refs and I could say the dolphins probably got wrong. They showed pictures of that. And I'm at the thing. We're human. It is what it is. I'm at the point now where it's a game. All right. It sucks when my team loses. I don't like it. Uh, it's still kind of just a game. I mean, it might be more to you because I've actually seen teams win championships that I love, <laughs> uh, but it's just a game. Yeah, so, it's old hat to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel the people that complain about refs, like that's their excuse, or refs blown calls or anything like that. The game is fixed. Those are the people that always called penalties during Sandlot football games and would call fouls during pickup games. Like every little thing was a foul. Like they're yeah. the reach in foul guy right there. Yeah. So that I feel those are those people. I was always the guy when I played pickup basketball, and I played a lot uh, in my early days where, um, and I think it's just growing up in a Mennonite church where it was just installed to me that if I fouled a guy, I would call it. So like uh, if I if I smacked your arm trying to block it, I say hey, I'm fouled. I fouled him, Jaws ball, but I would never ever call for a foul if somebody like basically poked my eyeball out. <laughs> yeah. So I feel that is that person. Yeah. That is that. Person. I get it. That if I play something with them, they're calling a foul. Uh, and also, if your controller's if, wonky or anything like that. Yeah, and also like in any game, you can go back and look at any moment where if a team had done a little better here, then they wouldn't be in that situation later. Exactly, uh, happens all the time. Like it's just a, I just how it goes. That's why sports are fun because you never know what's going to happen. 
That is correct. Uh, including apparently an earthquake when you're trying to have a game three. Yeah, because I didn't even think of anything else. The World Series hasn't been postponed. The World Series got canceled in 94 because of the player strike. Yeah. Which was very odd for me. I do remember that because my brother and my father are huge Yankee fans. and The Yankees were doing really well. They were about to go back to the World Series, I think, since like 1981, probably. Yeah. And they just canceled it on them. And then <laughs> that was not that was not fun. That was a weird year. I think that's when I kind of, a lot of people talk about it, but that's when I fell out of love with baseball was that 94 strike, which I think a lot of people did, which would be another great episode, but yeah, we'll talk strikes at some point. Yeah. Cause the NFL has got a couple as well, but uh, NBA as well, but this is, uh, this is just very, very interesting in that this happened. And I think that, you know, Looking at taking out, now it sounds horrible, but taking out the deaths and everything else and the impact that it played that plus two, this area is finally getting some type of recognition, I feel, because New York's always had multiple teams. Yeah. And now this area has two teams. Yeah, I think if you would just ask a nervous person name of, Pro baseball team, they could all of them would name the Yankees. They would know the Yankees. That irritates me so much. I know, I understand it. I don't care either. I'm not telling you, (laughs) I'm not an A's fan anymore (laughs) because you get a little tired following around Jose Canseco everywhere. So I'm a Red Sox fan. And Jose Canseco bat, tell me, you didn't pay money for this. (laughs) I don't think you understand how big the see. That's the crazy thing. How big the A's were at this point, and that was the other thing too. Is the A's were that rock star the rock star team. Yeah. I remember having a bash brothers poster that was McGuire and Canseco and they were dressed up as like the blues brothers sitting on a car, but they had like giant bats. This is when Anytime everybody... I hear bash brothers. I think of uh, those two guys from uh, Mighty ducks. <laughs> oh, no, these are the original bash brothers, man. Not to me. <laughs> that, uh, this is when the elbow smash started coming in because every time they would hit a home run or they come in and oh they would do the court, elbow smash yeah. yeah they would hit right in here so that's where that's that those are my memories of like the A's but and McGuire would yeah. never be known for anything else so it's fine but I cannot believe that I did not watch this World Series that is mind blowing to me that's mind blowing but that's the World Series earthquake of 1989 yep. there's all kinds of really great. Uh, and well-made documentaries and shorts and stuff you can find on YouTube. There's a 30 for 30 on it. Yep. There's all kinds of stuff you can find. I highly recommend them. Uh, but yeah, that's that. What a fascinating and tragic time in sports. Yeah. Uh, if you like, you know, check us out on Facebook. If you like to listen to the podcast, check us out on Facebook and YouTube as well. And I think that's about it. So I don't know if we're live or anything, but have a nice day.